Welcome to the Picture of Wealth, a podcast all about living more of your life now, yet being responsible for your future. Lifestyle experimenter, wealth scientist, and financial coach Dustin Service shares life hacks, wealth tips, and interviews successful entrepreneurs on how they're thriving in happiness, purpose, and prosperity. I'm so excited today to meet Holly Kleinman. Executive Vice President uh, with Arbonne, but uh, honestly, that's a fancy title for what we're going to hear today. I would call you a lifestyle advocate mm-hmm. and a person who, uh, you know, has demonstrated over the years of living, uh, you know, the best life that you can, and, and more importantly, impacting many people uh, and impacting their life in a positive light. And yet, your business is allowing you to be responsible for your future financially. And this is a lifestyle podcast first. So I'm excited to get into that. Thank you very much, Holly, for being on the podcast today. Oh my gosh. I'm pumped. I love it. <laughs> awesome. I'm pumped too. It's been a long time in the making of getting uh, to this situation. So back us up to the 20-year-old Holly. Mm. Uh, we actually have the same birthday, but I think the years might be a little different. But at the same time, uh, you know, wh- where, where was Holly at 20 and then get us up to speed now with what this success journey looks like. Okay. You got it. I do love that. We are both a 10, four good buddy. <laughs> yeah. awesome. and I'll take your year. But yeah. <laughs> um, I, and I kind of, I love that question of like, where were you in your twenties? And it's such a good reflection piece because, um, I'm always like impressed with the people that are like, when I grow up, I want to be. And I feel like the people that it's like firefighters or like doctors, they know that they want to be. I was not that. And I am not afraid of working hard. I feel like I have an adventurous spirit, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I can honestly say I felt a little lost, honestly, in my 20s and even into like my early 30s. And I had a number of jobs. I always feel like I gave it my all. But I had, I feel like I really longed for like purpose and I wanted to be passionate about something. And um, I wanted to make myself proud. I wanted to make my parents proud. I feel like, you know, some of those feelings of like, I just don't know where to put the energies. And so when, I mean, I guess when Arbonne found me, I'd actually had been involved in selling um, health insurance for probably about five years. And I was pretty darn good at it. I kind of was like, okay, I'm building this. Here I go. And I just moved to California. And so I um, was plugging away. And I'm a believer that sometimes when you're looking for something, something's also looking for you. A lot of times we just don't know the package or what it looks like. So I always say with anything, like I have learned to have an open mind, have an open heart. You never know that one little conversation or meeting that one person, or there's like a little pivot in your life that will open up a whole new door. So when Arbonne found me, it was a friend of mine. She actually reached out to me and I hadn't, um, I went to college with her. We played college soccer and we were really dear friends. And she says, Hall, check out Arbonne. Have you heard of it? And I'd never heard of it. Um, I called it Arbonnet, had no idea what it was. And she, she actually, um, she, you know, she was really sweet. She goes, um, if anything, this would give us a chance to catch up and reconnect. So I love that it was really authentic. I wanted to catch, it's fun to catch up with people you haven't seen in a long time, but I prejudged Arbonne. I didn't know what it was. And so I said, no. Okay. So, and I love to be really honest with that because sometimes no just means I don't know enough or not now. And I was kind of both because I was literally, I was really fixated on like, 
I'm building this health insurance business. I'm doing it like blinders on. And I also believe that if things keep popping up in your life, that's not an accident either, because I kept kind of seeing Arbon, hearing about it. And I'm really grateful that Liz, my girlfriend, didn't give up on me. You know, she followed up, circled back around, whatever you will. And she was, and circumstances change for people. Like, honestly, this now everybody can relate to circumstances change. And she said, um, she goes, you know what? I know we, you know, we chatted about it a while ago, but let's revisit it. There's some really cool things going on. And she said, Holly, this is smart. At least learn about it. That sentence alone changed my life. So I, cause I want to learn about something smart. But the second question she asked me is the one that made me like go, okay, tell me more. And it's, and I know you've heard it, but it's that five-year question. And she said, if you keep doing what you're doing today and nothing changes, are you okay with that? And think about that question, like financially, think about it physically, think about it like with, you know, your social group, like if nothing changes, nothing changes. And I looked at that five-year question. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm still going to be like commuting in crappy traffic to Southern California. I'm still like working. Like it's not even nine to five. You leave at seven. You work till basically seven to seven. I don't know. Um, My husband has a free spirit and he likes to like um, say like, do you want to leave town on Friday morning? Then it's Thursday night. And all of a sudden he's like, you want to go Wednesday? And I'd be like, I can't. I <laughs> yeah. So I was craving, um, freedom of time, but also I, I don't know if anyone can relate. I had a, I had a nice credit card debt that seemed to just follow me around. And I was like barely chipping away at it, but not making a lot of progress. So I looked at this business as like, what if, And sometimes that question alone can again, like shock the heck out of you. I'm like, what if this business, I could have extra to pay off that credit card. What if I could only work part-time at health insurance, you know, and have some more time? What if, like the what ifs fired me up so big. And when I learned about Arbon, man, it is health, it's wellness, it's community, it's lifestyle. It's, it's all the things that we're driven for. And I say it is okay to want more. It is not selfish to want more, to more time, more purpose, more money, because when you have enough, It'll change the course of your life, but you can in turn help others. You can give more, be more, do more, volunteer more, donate more. Like, what would it be like if you had an abundance? And so I, again, if things circle around your life, man, don't hesitate to learn, at least learn. Gosh. So that didn't well, that's, mm-hmm. that's, uh, so that's the driver of it that I, I think, you know, I asked a guy the other uh, week about, you know, the the 20-year-old self, if they knew they were going to be as successful as they are now. So if we're 40, uh, you know, what decisions did you make in your 20s or didn't you make because you didn't know how successful you are? And if you knew where you were going to be, would you have changed those decisions? And, you know, we were camping and he said, Hall, you know, when I was in my 20s, I always wanted a boat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's such a simple and, you know, materialistic thing, but the lifestyle that goes behind a boat is you know, amazing. And I think now I'm starting to ask clients this week, we're 40 now, what are we going to be saying when we're 60 if we still kind of stay on this success train? So uh, I think that's an amazing uh, tribute to sort of an industry that's not well known. And again, you know, maybe maybe unpack that for a sec when, when you know, I've, I've watched sort of your success build and, and that you have a team. So as much as people think MLM might not it's just sort of this ambiguous thing, but you treat it like a business. Mm-hmm. You treat it like a team, and those are you know, not staff members, but your partners. 
How, how does that look or how do you lay that out? Yeah, it, it is really, I think, um, I think it's, it's an industry that's prejudged so quick. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know, learning about it, it is now the smartest business model I've ever been a part of. And because not everybody wants to be their own boss. That's okay. You're going to have people that are like, I need to go work for someone and have a nine to five and a steady paycheck. Not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. However, what would it be like to write your own worth? What would it be like to create your own schedule? And sometimes people never thought about that. They're just like, I'm going to go to work and that's what I earn. So I feel like in this net, this business model is so smart. And Arbonne's been around for 42 years, which I think is pretty awesome. It means it's stable. It's not going anywhere. Um, we have earnings at Arbonne.com. If you want to look up and see how much you can earn just to be on the PC side. But um, but when I, when I learned about this, it's... Um, yeah, I don't get hired. You don't have a boss. I'm not in charge of anyone's success and I'm not in charge of anyone's failure. You get exactly what you put into it. And so I was told from day one, if you treat it like a business, it will pay you like a business. If you treat it like a hobby, you pay it like a hobby. Okay. So I, I, you know, I, I consider myself really coachable and that's one of the things getting started. I didn't know anything about network marketing, social marketing. Now it is the business of the 21st century. Literally guess what we do. We go on social media and we advocate and share everything we love. We like, we do, we go, we do it for free. You don't have to be an influencer. Seriously, someone asked me where I got my dog and I said Craigslist. Like we tell people everything. <laughs> so, um, so social marketing is just that. Okay. So I love it. We do not get paid to, to sign up a person. That is illegal. That is a pyramid scheme. We get paid to sell product. No different than any online, any store, except as we know, like that, what's that saying? Like instead of a brick and mortar, it's turning to click and order, you know, like it is true. Like what did we not buy during the last year when everyone's at home? Yeah. And so in the, these are things like if you open up the Arbon catalog or look on the online catalog, it's everything health and wellness. Like we have an amazing 30 day nutrition program that is great for families, all ages. And it's not like it's not a weight loss. It's a, if you want to increase energy, get rid of bloating, feel good program. It's that. Um, right. And it's like, just, just like give a, like a little two second, what it is, but it's um, just really clean product. The, the ingredients are really high. Everything is soy free, whey free, vegan, gluten free, nut free, like just the good checking all the boxes for sure. Yes. And it did that from day one. So I think like 42 years ago, it wasn't cool to be a clean product. Like now, you know, people are looking on the back of their stuff. Um, they Arbonne did that from day one and they just keep raising the bar. Um, and in terms of like this team, God, that's like the most amazing part of it. If you, um, well, we have kind of that saying like rising tides lift all boats. If you help enough people get what they need, you in turn get more than you would ever need. And it is you empower people with their health, you know, shopping on sale, convenience, helping them get an extra income. Okay. Guess what? They turn around and they get to help and inspire and lead someone what they just did. And so it's like being coachable. It's duplicating health and wellness. It's duplicating like a positive mindset, personal growth. Like that's the part that changes the world, you know, not just getting another job. Yeah. I uh so you're you're understating uh the efforts that you put into uh your team and 
Uh, I'm going to try and extract it out of you a little bit more for, you know, a lot of people on the podcast would be entrepreneurs or entrepreneurially minded side hustle. Uh, you do, you know, what are sort of the non-traditional Arbonne's, you know, not strategy, but, you know, Holly's essence that you've added to the business of how do you get people to not necessarily follow you, but how do you get people motivated and how do you, you know, instill that that trust in you as the leader that when someone new comes on, you know, they're like, I don't really know. And they're you back in the day. I, I'm kind of nervous about this. Uh, but I know that you do a great job of that. How, is there a secret sauce there or are you willing to share it? Yeah. Gosh, that's so great. Um, I think like the, when someone starts and I, this was the same one, I was excited and nervous. And I think those are the best combinations of emotions to start anything. Okay. Whenever you start something new, if you are not a little bit excited and a little bit nervous, don't start it. You know, I would rather people be excited and nervous than like bored or whatever else is the opposite of excited and nervous. And the fact that you get to learn as you go, you get someone to hold your hand and help you as you go. For me, it felt like, okay, I'm doing this with someone, not by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think motivation is fleeting. It comes and goes. And it doesn't matter if it's business or anything else in life. And so I think some of the things that we do just to like increase motivation is, um, well, there's two things. One is it's got to come within. I can't motivate someone. I can't convince anyone, but fortunately that's not my job description. You know, like I'm only in charge of myself. I can motivate myself. I don't have to convince myself, but some days I might feel like I have to, <laughs> but I think that comes in from, and you've probably heard this before. It's like uncovering un, like discovering what your why is, you know, I, I saw something the other day that people freak out more to like find a phone charger when their phone's about to die versus if their dream is about to die, <laughs> like yeah. seriously. So it's like, what is your dream? You know, I have people when they start out, um, you know, there's no such thing as an overnight success. You know, it's the, it's the 10 years behind the scenes. It's working in the dark. Um, but if you don't know what you want, and I think this is the problem that people do is they, um, aren't specific enough. They someday I'll do this when I'm a certain age, I'll do this. When I make enough money, I'll do this, but it's all this gray area. I think it's gotta be like, okay, when I'm 50, I want X, Y, and Z, you know, next year I want my house paid off. I need this much, you know, we we're going to go on a family trip. And this is where we're going. We're going to, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the aisle seat, like specifics of what you want in your life. Right. And I think when you have that, and it's kind of like a bucket list, if you will get it down on paper, like attach feelings to it, because like, if you don't dream it in specific, you're building someone else's dream. You're working for someone else who actually has one. Okay. So I think that's the best part is to like, get someone's like heart charged with their own life. Because things are hard, you know, like if someone says, no, I do not want to do the 30 day program. I am not going to cry a river. Like, you know, yeah. they might want to do it later. Like it's, I, it's like a, when you make a dentist appointment and you cancel on them, the dentist doesn't go, God, I suck at being a dentist. I'm going to quit. <laughs> That's guess what they go. Well, when would you like to book your next appointment? You know, yeah. like you just have to keep going. So I think that's a, that's a big piece is like really getting into the why. And the second piece is like plugging in, you know, like this isn't something where you clock in for nine or, you know, a nine to five, you are your own boss. You're in charge of your own time, but you do have to work it. So it's that accountability of 
I'm going to have a power hour or this is on my calendar. So we do have like, you know, I love Zoom. We're in, Arbonne's in US, UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and Poland. And so I have a pretty big team in the US and New Zealand. I need a Canada team. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, but I mean, I love that it's global. We do Zoom. We kind of work all the time zones. And there's things that we actually, we call it a miracle morning. You've probably heard of that. Have you heard of that? Yes. It- Similar power hour or yeah. power list. Well, miracle morning is what you do every morning. And it consists, it's how Elrod wrote the book. And it's like your personal growth. You can do it in an hour. You could do it in 10 minutes. It's a non-negotiable, but it's your personal growth. You could read 30 minutes. You could read 10 minutes. It's just doing something. It's your affirmations, your visualizations, your gratitude. It's drinking water, being hydrated and doing something that gets your body moving. Like if you are like, I don't have time for that. It could be a 30 second plank. Let's get real. You don't need to do a five mile run, but it's yeah. something, but it's all of those things every single day. And I think that's the basis of motivation and commitment is just following through and being able to check something like that off. And executing it. So mm-hmm. I I have to ask, cause you, you brought up the, the balancing the time. I, I know that you guys are, you know, Lake Havasu, boat people, fly plane people, choppers, race trucks, Baja, all that kind of wild lifestyle. Where do you fit in time to work? And is there a certain level that you got to where you you can make those decisions to zip over to Havasu or where it doesn't sort of phase you anymore? Like I have to work because a lot of people that by default, if you want to be successful, is you got to work your fucking ass off. And so if we don't know how hard that is, we just work a ton. And so then how or when was like the, ah, like I'm actually going to take off this weekend or, you know, was it a certain income level or was it a certain mindset or an event that happened in your life that maybe just punched you in the face and said, you got to do this. And then when you started to do it, what was the fallout or non-fallout of those decisions? Yes. God, you have a good question. Because <laughs> um, I think especially when you look at someone that's at the top of the company or someone that's like rocking whatever they're doing, I think sometimes people think, oh, I couldn't do that. I'm not her or him. My life doesn't look like that. But everyone has a behind the scenes. And um, and even when I first started, um, I worked full-time health insurance. I started my Arbonne business two weeks before I got married. My husband had four kids and it was like full on. Like the last thing I needed was and something extra. And I probably had 20 reasons like, gosh, I should wait, do it later. But you know what? I I think when you have that, that's your reason. That's your kick in the butt to just go right now because later is never going to be like, oh, I have nothing to do today. You know? Yeah. So um, I just piled it back. I just piled it on. And I, I will say busy people get shit done. It's this person sitting around with nothing to do. Like you will procrastinate that one thing all day. I still do that if I have nothing to do. So if you are busy and you're like, how could I do that? I have kids and at work, you can. And honestly, you're going to be more productive about it. Like I even say some of my best little slots of working my Arbonne business would be in my car. Like when I pulled into my other office, going to that job. Because I was like, I have 15 minutes. I was super intentional. I knew what I needed to get done. I cranked it out. So when they say you build it in the nooks and crannies, I kind of roll my eyes a little bit, a little bit with that. But at the same time, you can. 
You know, like if someone's like, I, I don't have time. If you scrolled your freaking Instagram for more than 15 minutes, you have time, you yeah. know? So I think that's, a that's, you know, kind of puts it in perspective. But when you said like, what hit you in the head to make you be like, what about the, you know, you know, I got to run with this. And this is like, I'll be really vulnerable. I started Arbon this July will be 10 years. And I started it, um, like I said, two weeks before I got married and I got married in the beginning of August. And, um, in October, I went home to visit my dad and to kind of get my business going in Seattle. And I had this, I had the best little weekend ever. And then my dad actually said, um, he goes, he goes, Holly, can I talk to you in the living room? I felt like I was like in high school in trouble. I was like, shit. Mm -hmm. but he goes, you know what? Um, I, he got diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. And I remember being like, my dad is a doctor, a hiker, a healthiest, amazing man. And I was, I could, I didn't, I didn't even know what it meant. I just knew it wasn't good. And so that the next day I flew home to California and, um, and I really wasn't, I was kind of depressed. I wasn't really feeling all that great, but I, and I was in a women's soccer, um, over 30 team. And I told them I couldn't play. Like I just, I got off the plane and I didn't feel good. And they go, crap, if you don't play, we have to forfeit. Oh, and I'm like a woman to my word. So I was like, okay, I'll go. And my husband's like, we'll just go. We'll just take, it'll take your, you know, your mind off it. I go to that game and then I blew out my ACL. And I remember oh. being like, shit, you know, like sometimes when it rains, it pours. And so I couldn't see my dad until all the swelling went down and I couldn't get the surgery. Cause if you get the surgery, you can't travel. So from basically November, December for two months, I went back and forth to Seattle to visit my dad and he died in the beginning of January. So three months to the, to the day. And the whole time I worked my Arbon, like, I love it. You can have a dial, you can turn it up, you can turn it down. Just don't turn it off. Okay. Right. And so I kept building it, but that whole time that I, two months that I went to see my dad, I got a paycheck from Arbon. I never once had to take, say, I need to take time off. I never once like got fired or demoted or lost a paycheck. And that's when literally that hit me in the head. And I was like, I know other people that would need this too. You know, I was like, who am I to decide for someone if they need health and wellness? Who am I to decide for someone if they need to take time off to see a family member or something happen? So I, I think from that moment on, I hit the ground running and I, I quit worrying what people are going to think about me. I quit worrying. Like, I, I actually learned people aren't thinking about me. They're thinking about themselves. Yeah. You know, like they're thinking about their own lives. And if I could just have even like an influence of positivity or hope for someone by sharing my story, man, I, then I, then I've done my job. So, you know, I've, I love my team and I love that 10 years into this business. I love that we are just getting started. Like, that's how I feel with Arbonne. This company is so good and they treat you like family in a way that I've never worked for anyone ever before in my life. So I think uh, they say if it was easy, we'd all be driving white bicycles because at one, at, there's there's four levels. The second level, you actually, your Arbon is willable. Meaning when I pass away, I get to leave my paycheck to my family. I don't know any other company that is, no, no one's ever offered me that before. Yeah. So that's, I feel like powerful. And then the third level, they you get a white Mercedes Benz, compliments of Arbon. Um, but they say if it was easy, we'd be, you know, rocking white bicycles. But right. on my team, I think there's 40 plus people that have earned the white Mercedes. And I say that not to brag, but to 
impress upon it's possible, but that Mercedes Mm -hmm. means lives changed. Families changed. If something happens, they can go visit their dad. If they need it, they can take time off and go do what they need to do. That's what it means. So powerful, very, very Mm -hmm. powerful. So thanks Holly for, for sharing that. That's, uh, that's so I I got two places I want to go. I want to give your dad a tribute of knowing sort of what that looked like when uh, you were younger than 20 this time. Is there any traits that he, you know, really instilled on you as a, as a young woman, child that you still use today and that has served you very well throughout your career? Man, you're going to like get me all emotional. <laughs> you don't uh, have to answer if you don't want. No, no. I mean, I think one of the things as like, especially um, young 20s or even in high school, I, I was an only child. I, and I was just, my parents were both, um, I, I had great parents, you know, and um, my dad was a doctor and healthy. He actually just would love to like hit the trail and go hiking like not even a trailhead. He would just go and with his friends and it, he's amazing. Amazing. And then my mom, I'm going to tie my mom into this too, because my mom was, um, God, she was a freaking rock star. She, um, was a, a labor and delivery nurse. And then she wanted to be, um, she would go into like hand, reconstruction for like reconstructive surgery. And then at age 50, she decided she wanted to be an auctioneer. And she became the number one woman auctioneer in Washington state. And so I feel like I had these amazing role models of people, you know, making a difference in people's lives. And just like, even the stories I hear about my parents right now, I, that are, that, you know, people are still like, t- think about them. It blows my mind. So I feel like they had both left really big shoes to fill. And I deep down was like, God, I just want to make them so proud. And I know I mentioned that before, but it really was, is one of the underlying, like, like I was longing for purpose. And, um, when my dad passed away, my, I, when I started my Arbonne business, my mom had told me, I said, mom, would you host a healthy, happy, or would you host an event for me? And she goes, yeah, I will. And she loved having parties. So I'm like, come on. And she goes, but no one's going to buy anything. And I was like, well, how do you know? You know? And of course people did, but my mom, she didn't buy anything for a year and not because she didn't like me, but she's like, I don't use that stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, mom, try the freaking night cream and yeah. it sat in her bathroom <laughs> for like a year, threw it away, put a new one in there. And I'm like, just use it. And then like a week later, she's like, that stuff's amazing. I'm like, I know. So when people say like, oh, I don't have support from family or relatives, you don't need it. Like my mom didn't buy anything. Okay. (laughs) So my mom actually passed away a year and a half after my dad did. And I, um, but before she passed away, she got to, I got to present and be a speaker at one of our local meetings. She flew in for my birthday and went to the meeting. And from that moment on, let me get choked up. She literally was my biggest fan. Like she literally got it. You know, like it's not about selling a night cream. Okay. People worry more about, you know, their bills and their wrinkles. Okay. But Mm -hmm. heck yeah, we do want healthy glow skin. (laughs) Um, But she was like, saw the impact of what this company was doing for people. And so I literally, even though both my parents passed away, I literally, I am like, I just know they are so stinking proud, not only of what I've done, but how many lives it's like, it's like, I feel like their legacy gets to live on a little bit through what I'm doing too. Yeah. 
And you're, you are, um, so just to tie off to the bow on that, that original question was you started Arbonne when you started sort of living, like really ramping up lifestyle. Was, was there, was the money there or was it the drive of like, I just, I need to do this and the money will follow. Mm. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Um, I think I I think I had both, and I want to say I was driven for purpose in a huge way, but um, I, dude, I want a big fat paycheck, and mm-hmm. you know, money isn't everything, but it is right up there with oxygen, you know, for fun, for living your best life, for helping others, and I and you know, I do live a life. I like to say, Dave and I like we work hard and we play hard, like we do both. But I do love that this is something, and this is kind of circles from your questions. It's like, how do you turn it off? How do you live your best life and work? And I think, I mean, you got to have like boundaries. Um, I, I do say you could get to a place where you could cruise, but there's really no such thing. If you mm-hmm. are cruising, you're actually either, you're only going forward or backward. The cruise yeah. space is a hot second. And so, I mean, I always <laughs> like to keep my foot on the gas you know, and I've had, I mean, I've had moments in my business that have up and down. And I think it's a good reminder. Don't take it personally because it's business. Things do Mm -hmm. go up and down. I mean, it would be weird, but as long as that up and down is going up, I think that's the thing to track. But like the fact that we get to go today on a Wednesday, I feel like I need to start a hashtag this weekend starts Wednesday. (laughs) um, You know, it's like, we got up this morning, we did our workout, we're packed. I'm doing my Arbon. So then we go, I can like just be for the rest of the day. But then Thursday morning, I'm an, I have my power hour and all the things I need to do, you know, and I'll do it in the morning. So then you can just be, um, but I never am like, Oh, I'm just going to take a month off and do nothing. I, I don't think I could because I, I care too much. Side story. You're uh, are you, you, didn't build a house. You just move when you're rent, you're doing the yard. Is that what's going on? It seems like a big, a big project. I know we did. I think everyone and their mom seemed to move in this last year. So Dave and I actually moved kind of before everything went crazy here. And I don't know everywhere. And we had a, we lived in Carlsbad, which is like by the beach in a little beach house for like 10 years. And so all of a sudden we're like, let's go to the country. And we went and I, it's 10 miles. So it's not that far from the beach, okay. but we, um, it's just amazing to have space. It has like seven acres of avocado trees and grapefruit mm. trees. And it, there's just a peacefulness about it that I never thought I would leave the beach. And now I'm like, every day I'm like, Dave, I love it out here. So yeah. uh, is, is there much work to do? Like, are you wearing multiple hats, uh, with going outside working and I, I'm kind of in the same boat so I can appreciate all the different, uh, oh, you're doing some work. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, the balance between, you know, getting pulled this direction, that direction, getting your focus hat back on, taking it off, getting your coveralls on, like, how are you, how are you balancing all that? I know. I think, I think there's seasons, some seasons where you're just like, it's a little more crazy and then it's a little, you know, chills out. Cause even just right now with like our backyard projects, you know, we, we are putting in a pool, Yay. right? except that when we, when we, Originally, we we're going to put in the pool. Everything got delayed three months. And so, which is fine, whatever. So the pool's done. But then the other one that was going to do like the landscaping and all the hard work around it. Now you can't, everyone is busy. So yeah. Dave and I have done a lot of it ourselves. And when I say we, it's mostly him. But I am there for like 
just tell me what to do, babe. But yeah. David, he has worked construction. Um, he does construction for like um, Macy's Bloomingdale's commercial construction. Okay. But he has a lot of knowledge with building things. So he's out there right now. <laughs> yeah, <that's>... Barbecue. <laughs> so was the uh, the space thing again that? Was that a an adventure that was on the bucket list? Was it a the city's getting too mm. congested, or are you feeling like you wanted yeah. to retire? <laughs> you yeah. know, or I know, we always said retire, but I don't think we really can. Like I will do Arbon. Like people say, what's your exit plan? I'm like death. I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be <laughs> yeah. healthy and active and help people forever. So, but um, I think you know, it's it's funny. It's like we loved that little neighborhood. But there's something being said about like, like not having your neighbor one inch from you. You know, I think there was a little something to be like, hey, let's just like, just switch it up, be a little mm-hmm. more, you know, I think, yeah, I think, it, and, you know, I say bucket list. It's funny. One of the things that um, I did at the beginning of my business, and if you're listening to this and you haven't done it, or if you have, do it again, but it's to write 100 things, a 100 thing bucket list. It sounds super easy but you're going to get to like 20 and you're going to be like rocking it out. And honestly, like, like 20 to 40, you're like, okay. And you're getting a little more like, Hmm, 40 to 50. You're like, I really, I can't think of anything else. Like it's weird, but then you're like, but if anything like pie in the sky thing, go big, then it's like really wild stuff. And then it gets down to like really simple stuff, but literally 100 things is hard. But I did this from the beginning and looking back at the, some of the things that I put on there, like I, I'm blown away that I've checked a lot off and it was weird. You don't know how it's going to pan out, but if you don't have it on there, like, again, you have to track it. The universe is conspiring to help you. So get mm-hmm. it on there. But like I had, you know, back in the day had put on, like, I would love to have chickens and like a pool or what, all these things. And it's so funny. Like now, 10 years from writing that list, it's coming to fruition. Yeah. I, I would say that there's uh, probably, I don't know what the term for it is, but as your income goes up and, you know, I think of writing goals 10 years ago and, mm-hmm. and putting them down all of a sudden, you know, a couple of years ago, hitting them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, now what? So you have this major epiphany of, mm-hmm. of saying, oh, I'm kind of panicking because I actually hit these goals that I thought were kind of way out there. And then revisiting you know, again, you know, part of the reason we moved to where we did was, you know, if we if we keep re- increasing our revenue twenty six percent a year, like this is going to be have to have multiple staff layers, you know, departments. No thanks, that's just not my personality. And I, you know, had to come up with new goals and had to come up with new uh, and actually had to solicit help from someone to kind of unpack that old gristle because you just your neurons get just right tight and to so the 100 list i actually haven't heard that so i think i'm i might try that yes <laughs> so in in the arbon model like for the business minded people out there how like so you mentioned you know 40 mercedes so that what does that mean in money sense or and, and are you allowed to talk about it if you can't then just use ranges and then you know yeah. it won't hurt anybody but yeah. Totally. How does that work? Well, and it's like, um, I mean, I can share some ranges for sure. And cause I love that it's based on effort, you know, no one just woke up and they're like, Whoa, how's that Mercedes get in my yard? You know, right. you know it's, um, and so 
I have to do my earnings to Arbonne.com dis- disclaimer, but I think that's so important because it is a business. Like we get paid, like I said, to sell product. So when I think about it, like I have my own online product store, health and wellness. Okay. And then I teach, I teach someone else to have their online health and wellness store. Okay. So I earn the most from my direct sales. Okay. Because I'm servicing all my clients, yeah. but then I turned around and taught, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so how to do this. So they get the most from their direct sales, but Arbon also gives me an override because I taught them how to do it. Right. So that's how it, it's like paid forward. I mean, it can exponentially grow. There is no cap. And even, I mean, I love it at the beginning, I can teach someone to make 200 to a thousand dollars like right away. And a lot of times I look at that. I mean, uh, this is in us dollars, but to start an Arbon business is 49 bucks. That's less than it is to get a manicure. Like this is not a mortgage decision here. You know, right. the worst thing that could happen is you get to shop wholesale. Okay. <laughs> like that's, right. yeah. and if you, and if you don't love it, you have 90 days, you can get a full refund. Like they stand behind their products. So it's like, I like, it's like, okay, there's no risk. So I love that I can teach someone right out of the gates to not only earn their investment back and their investment back is 49 bucks. They get a website, they get training, and then they can shop on sale. So they're also going to earn that back. And it would just be stuff they're they're going to use. So instead of buying shampoo, conditioner, all the things from all the different stores, it's now they're shopping kind of out of their own store. So mm-hmm. the, that's the kind of the first level. Um, the second level, um, I would say it's more like 1,000 to 4,000. And that's where your business is willable. That's the one that got my wheels turning. I was like, willable? Okay. And that, that's the one I was like, hmm. If I had an extra like couple grand, that would help me ditch my credit card, you know, like if I could just chip away at that. So um, that really got my wheels turning. But it was the third level, and that's where they call it um, a regional vice president. That the averages, if you will, the incomes go from about four thousand to fourteen thousand, and it's they have the range because you promote in and it's lower. You promote out. Is that a month high. or annual? Um, a month. A month, okay. A month. And this is a level where you also get to earn, it's a Mercedes cash award. So they give you X amount of dollars towards your Mercedes. Gotcha. So you can lease it, buy it new, used, whatever you want, as long as it's white, because white is pure. Right. Okay. And then the top of the company is the national vice president. And the average is around 20000 a month. And it goes up to however much you can, you want to make. Right. And um, I looked at that as like, okay, the what ifs, you know, like how long, you know, like I looked at my current situation. If I kept doing what I'm doing, like how long would it take me to attain that? Would I ever, what would it look like? You know, usually to make more money, you are working way more hours, mm-hmm. right? So in Arbon, you can work really hard, but I work just as hard, but I didn't like quadruple my hours I was putting into it. So it's truly mm-hmm. working smarter. And, um, I, and, you know, just, it took me maybe a year and a half to promote to the Mercedes level. And again, I, I'm, there's people that have done it in a couple of months. There's people who have done it in 10 years, you know, like it's right. all again, like what you put into it. Um, but that is a level when I reached there that I actually quit health insurance only because mm. I didn't love it. You yeah. know, I just said people, if you love what you do, you don't have to quit it. Now you have extra income coming in. What would that help your family? Would that maybe give a spouse an opportunity to maybe, put their job, follow their passions. Like it's not a, and, or it's whatever you want. And, um, and then the, the top level, it took me five years to promote to that level. And I think it's funny. It's like that five-year plan. Um, 
the, the original question that made me actually decide to sign up. It took me five years to go to the top. And someone asked me like, you know, what if it took longer? If it took me 20 years, it would be worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it took me my lifetime, it would be worth it because what I've learned and what I've earned and what I've helped along the way, it's like, you can't even put a price tag on that. But on, but you know, because of the world right now and technology, like that dial, there are people, there's a gal on my team. She's amazing. And what took me five years, I think she did in 11 months, you know, wow. was she a magical freakish unicorn? No, but she just worked harder and did more. She shared it with more people. It grows faster when you share with more people. I love it when someone's like, oh, I I sold Arbonne. And their friends are like, you did? That's called an undercover Arbonne agent. If no one knows, how are you going to grow? So yeah. it's based on efforts. It's based on sharing. Like, I feel like, you know, my objective is to invite people to learn. And then they get to do with that information anything they want. And, and, and on the responsible side. So again, we talked about lifestyle. We talked about earning. With with most business owners, you could reinvest back in your business. You could reinvest in stocks or whatever real estate. You could buy whatever you want. You know, where are you? Is your responsible side, or where have you found, you know, in sort of your wealth picture? Do you reinvest back into people, or do you you favor real estate, stocks, or or how do you how do you do that? I feel like I always reinvest in people for sure. I feel like that is like Arbon through and through. Um, and then in terms of like Dave and I, especially in the last few years, kind of like, um, we, we did real estate. We actually bought and sold a couple things in Havasu in Utah, and we're building another house in Arizona. So, you know, I never really thought that's what we'd kind of go, but damn, it's fun. And is there any strategy behind it or is it more so, and again, Dave's in the building industry, so it makes it. I, that's a wealth edge that you guys have. So is there any strategy or is it sort of just like as it comes up or where you see an opportunity, like, are you sharp enough is, or is it just sort of, like it says, kicks you in the head and you're like, this makes sense. Let's do it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think just a, a little bit of all of that, really. I mean, we, you know, we tend to be drawn towards Arizona. Like I like some of their, um, state guidelines, if you will, versus (laughs) California. Um, And we just love the desert. So I think we're drawn towards like kind of that adventure and the lake life and the, you know, off-road life. But um, in terms of investments, like I, you know, Dave and I definitely have some investments and even like, I mean, Bitcoin and some of that crazy stuff. Like, I mean, we're open-minded to like learning, investing, and kind of making the most of what the economy is presenting itself with. Yeah. And and as a as a kind of a, a side story, can you tell us like the wildest uh, boat or Baja story or you know Glamis, you know dunes? I know you you got to bring the fam and come out. Um, I know I, I, we are we would love it. Oh my gosh, open invitation! You, you guys would <laughs> awesome. Love. I know because I um, well. I'm a Seattle girl. I didn't even know what like off-roading or glamorous was really. And, um, and Dave grew up like he's building stuff, engines and trucks and all sorts of stuff. So he, I mean, it was so fun for him to get to, you know, open that world to me. And it is, it is so fun. I think like one of Dave's biggest accomplishments and me getting to be there was just like, he pretty much soloed La Baja 1000. I think he did everything except for like 
three hours. Okay. So that was pretty awesome. Finishing 10th. Um, he's done a number of races like mint for hundred and I mean, you name it. Um, I, one year he signed me up for the mint, mint for hundred. So I, what is the mint 400 for mint anyone 400, who doesn't know? It's out, it's outside of Vegas. So it's 400 miles. And it basically, I, it took like, like six and a half hours. And I, me and I, my co-pilot was this gal and we just <laughs> went to town and, um, everyone asked me, will I do it again? And no, I'm not going to do it. Again. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, um, why was it dusty and yeah, gross? Yeah. Really, um, I mean, it's beautiful. It's really fun. A lot of adrenaline. Um, and I am, I like a competition and a race, but, um, it's you, Ooh, yeah. Like you can't dusty. You can't see cars come up and hit you in the back. You got to go around people. Like it got so cold at night. I didn't have gloves on. And if you have to pee, you just go in your suit, but I didn't do that. <laughs> like, Oh, it was, I'll it take was, a few extra seconds on the clock. <laughs> I know. Oh, I mean, it was, it's exhilarating and really fun. Um, and then boats, like Dave just grew up with boats. When I first met him, he, uh, raced drag boats. And so I went to the first race and everyone's asked me if I'm nervous and I'm like, I don't know, should I be nervous? And then I realized the boats go off the line, you know, two at a time. And he went 147 miles in six seconds. And I was like, okay, I'm a little nervous now. Um, but he was retired from that. But now we just, we have, um, we have a boat in Havasu. We we just it's called a Doug Wright. So I don't know who yeah. Doug Wright is, but Doug Wright makes a kick-ass boat. <laughs> yeah. So and the 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 uh, drag boating is that like the Camaros of the '80s on boats? It's got the big motor at the back. Yeah, and, and the, the guy I, usually you guys have handlebar mustache and kind of. And they have a helmet and they have a parachute. So if the boat something happens, they shoot out with a parachute. Interesting. Okay, well, that could be a whole nother podcast with Dave, maybe. Yeah, you should have Dave. Well, thank you. uh, Thank you, Holly, so much uh, for today. There was a lot of nuggets there, and I'm sure I'll have a lot of questions. And uh, I learned a lot about Arbonne, so thank you. And uh, a whole new kind of respect and props to that model. And and maybe it's just Arbonne, but uh, yeah, it's a business. You treat it like a business. And uh, I sincerely appreciate your time in being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Is there what is there anything else or that you want to say to your teams or to to any of the other Arbon people out there in the world right now? I just say keep going. You know, it's like dream a little bigger, work a little harder, laugh a little louder, like, you know, put everything everything into the best life that you want to have, you know. Don't settle and just keep raising the bar. Grab a hold of the person next to you and bring them with you. There's room for everybody at the top. Awesome. And is that your picture of wealth? What is your ultimate picture of wealth? If you could, I honestly, I think it. my picture of wealth is just like happiness. You know, level of contentment, like a little bit of longing for more, but just like happy. Awesome, Holly. Thanks a lot. If you found this episode valuable, share it with a friend. If you found this episode super valuable, leave us a review on iTunes. It will help us continue to bring you top quality content. For more information on anything discussed on this show, visit www.servicewealth.com. That's service spelled S-E-R-V-I-S-S. 
Any investment topics covered on the show are not investment recommendations, and you should seek professional advice before making any investment decisions. This show was produced by Podigy Podcasts. Thanks for listening.